What's Shaking Fire Nation? JLD here with an audio masterclass on how to build a wildly profitable digital agency. And to drop these value bombs, I have brought another Lee in the house, Lucas Lee Tyson. Lucas is a college student that's been into digital marketing since he was 15. And today he manages over $50,000 in ad spend for his clients after teaching himself Facebook ads through YouTube. So that's right, Fire Nation. We're talking with a college college student who learned Facebook advertising through YouTube. Now he manages over $50,000 in ad spend for his clients. And today we're going to be chatting about things like how he got started in Facebook ads, how he actually got his first client and scaled to his current client base, how anybody can get started in Facebook ads. We'll talk about three key elements to both creating and scaling profitable Facebook ad campaigns for any business and two mistakes that severely hampered Lucas's progress and could hamper yours as well if you don't tune in and listen up. So Fire Nation, we're going to be diving into all of this when we get back from thanking our sponsor. Get a great cardio workout at home with a Peloton bike. Right now, Peloton has a limited time offer. Get $100 off accessories when you purchase the Peloton bike. Visit OnePeloton.com and use promo code FIRE to get started today. That's OnePeloton.com, promo code FIRE. Ready to build your first sales funnel without having to hire an entire tech team to help? With ClickFunnels, you can. Visit eofire.com slash click to start your free 14-day trial today. That's eofire.com slash click. Lucas, say what's up to Fire Nation and share something interesting about yourself that most people don't know. Awesome. Hey, John. Thanks for having me on the show. Um, interesting thing about me when I was in middle school, I was super interested in Rubik's cubes and I got down to solving the three by three standard Rubik's cube in under 30 seconds, which I was pretty happy with. Um, and now makes for a great party trick just to kind of show off to people. (laughs) It's pretty cool. Like when you walk into a party and there just happens to be a Rubik's cube there, you just silently walk up to it, do it in (laughs) under 30 seconds, put it down and then just walk away without saying a word. Exactly. That's the move. <laughs> exactly. You can't be too much of a jerk about it. Just like trying to call attention to yourself. It's all about the subtlety. <laughs> well, Fire Nation, I know you got a little fired up from the intro today because Lucas is on fire. He's doing some really cool things. And we're going to talk about all that stuff that I mentioned in the intro. We're going to start with how Lucas got started in digital marketing. So break that down for us, brother. Definitely. So Kind of going along with that Rubik's Cube idea, I've always been like this nerdy and techie kid. And in high school, I wasn't doing after school sports. I wasn't in any clubs. Usually, I would just go home and spend time on my computer. I would just kind of waste time on all these sites. And after a while, I kind of got bored of just doing random things. And I stumbled on this YouTube video of people that were doing these Photoshop tutorials. They would make like tutorials on how to make like a desktop background or how to design this flyer, all these random things. And I thought this was the coolest thing ever. So I downloaded Photoshop and I started following along with all of these different tutorials, just making all this random stuff. And after a few months of doing that, I'd gotten pretty good. Um, and after a while I'd kind of gotten bored of just doing it on my own. And I thought to myself, why can't I make some of these videos? Why can't I do what these people are doing, recording their screen, showing other people how to make these things in Photoshop. So I made this YouTube channel and I started posting all these videos. And of course, like a lot of people, I was getting like no views. My views, my videos were probably getting like five or 10 views each. And all of those were just me refreshing them. (laughs) So 
I started Googling all of these things like how to get more views on YouTube or how to grow a YouTube channel. And this was the introduction to this whole underground world of entrepreneurship and digital marketing. And I stumbled on a lot of these different internet marketing forms of people just trying to start and grow businesses. And that to me was how I first got started. Now you're still a college student, right? Correct. So I'm in the summer of my junior year going into my senior year. Do you think you're going to graduate? I think so. To me, it seems kind of pointless to stop this late. I think it's kind of better just to finish it off strong. And as my parents know, I've had a lot of discussions with them just on the value of a college education, on whether it's worthwhile to go to college, whether it's worthwhile to finish a college education. Um, But at this point, my mind is kind of set on just finishing it out um, and then hopefully diving into the world of entrepreneurship immediately after that. Well, I disagree with your premise. I do think mm. that if you want and think you should finish college, you should finish college. But the way that you described it, I call the sunk cost fallacy. And so many people mm. have this issue. What they do is they spend one year, two years in law school. So now they have to, to spend three years and get that law degree and spend 40 years being a miserable lawyer. You have people in med mm-hmm. school, same thing. You have people in every area They're saying, hey, because I invested this money or time or energy or bandwidth, I have to just see it through just for that reason. Now, if that's the only reason, Fire Nation, you're seeing something through, I say you're wasting your time. You should stop and start doing something that you love and that's working right now and do it. But you, Lucas, if you say, you know what? I actually really want my college degree. I really want to finish the senior year because I have friends and I'm going to be excited about going back and having a good time. Then that's a reason to do it. What's not a reason to do it is because you're three quarters of the way there, or you've already invested this much money. Like that's not the reason. And I just wanted to kind of point that out, not specifically for you, Lucas, but for people in my audience, Fire Nation, who are in this sunk cost fallacy in any area of their life, just because they've gone so far down this path or a certain Mm -hmm. way down this path, you don't need to keep going. Every single day is a brand new day that you can wake up and start going in the exact direction you want to go. So let's get into the Facebook ad side of things. How Mm -hmm. did you get into Facebook ads specifically and actually teach yourself, which to me is such a cool life lesson? Definitely. So yeah, last summer I was working a job standard nine to five at this tech company that was spending a massive amount of paid advertising. They were spending money on Facebook ads, Google AdWords, Twitter, LinkedIn, pretty much every platform imaginable. They were putting a ton of money into that. And specifically, they were spending around a quarter of a million dollars each month on Facebook ads alone. And to manage that ad spend, they were paying an agency 8% of their ad spend. And if you do the math on that, it works around to $20,000 a month to this agency. And while working there, I got the chance to sit in on all like the checking calls the company did with the agency and just saw how they worked. And having been in digital marketing for a while, I just kind of thought to myself like, is that it? Like this doesn't seem that impressive, especially given how much they're getting paid to do this. So that was kind of the inspiration I needed that maybe this was a viable business model. And that exact same day when I realized that I went home and started reading about freelancing online, starting a digital marketing agency on yourself. And after doing a bit of research, I realized that really you don't need all of this fancy stuff. You don't need an office or employees or even a website. All you need is a skill and then clients paying you for that skill. So I started reading up a bit more on Facebook ads specifically. I started reading all these blog posts, watching YouTube videos. But I think the biggest indicator of learning for me was just kind of learning what the agency was doing internally. I was taking a look at how they were managing our company as a client, what kind of work they were doing. And like I said, 
it was it was decent work. I'm not going to say it was bad, but it definitely did not command a $20,000 price point, in my opinion. Maybe I'm biased. Let's get a little more specific, though. So what was mm-hmm. unimpressive about these check-in calls? Like, what were you just like, really? Like, that's it? Like, what was unimpressive about it? Definitely. So I guess the big thing was just how unin- unpassionate they were. Like, they would get on these calls and they would rattle off these marketing metrics, like saying, like, oh, our cost per click was X dollars this week and like we're getting leads at like five dollars each and all of these different things and when I thought about the money when I thought about twenty thousand dollar a month that's around 240k a year the company could have literally hired two amazing internal media buyers for $120,000 each. And I know for a fact that those two people would be bringing a lot more energy and a lot more passion to this job, given that it's like their sole job, that this is their nine to five, this is basically their career. Versus an agency that's working with dozens of different clients that is only really working with you for a couple hours each day, I didn't think the value was there in what they were commanding. How were they tracking the ROI? Like, were they really trying to get down to the numbers? Like, were they just sharing cost per click and impressions and blah, blah, blah? Or were they really showing the client, like your company, how they were getting money back into the business for this 250K ad spend? Yeah, that was another thing. That The fact that pretty much my manager, I was working in the marketing team and my manager was the head of marketing, um, he was doing still a lot of work with the Facebook ads that he was doing all of this analytics, doing all of this data mining, basically just figuring out data to bring to the agency and tell them the ROI. And like you said, the agency was mainly only focused on the marketing metric side of things. They didn't know how many people actually ended up purchasing our end product because we had a fairly long sales cycle. They were only concerned with like the cost per lead and the different audiences. So that was another thing, just the fact that we, my manager and me as an intern, um, we had to do a lot of work when if we're paying this much money to an agency, shouldn't they be more involved in this process? That was just kind of what I thought. Wow. Love that perspective. And there was something that Lucas said, Fire Nation, that I want to double back on because you can literally build a lifestyle career off of this. All you need is a skill and a client to pay you for that skill. Lucas said that phrase. I want to say it one more time. All you need is a skill and a client to pay you for that skill. Why do we try to make things so complicated, Fire Nation? Because that phrase is something you can hang your hat on and go get paid. So speaking about getting paid, Lucas, you had to actually find your first client somehow, somewhere. And this is something that terrifies so many solopreneurs, entrepreneurs on that Mm -hmm. first path. Talk Mm -hmm. to us. How did you get your first client? Cool. So... I initially thought I was going to go the standard freelancer agency route where I'd basically reach out to my existing network, just email everyone I knew and say like, hey, do you need any digital marketing help or anything to do with Facebook ads? And I was pretty close to doing that until I realized that even after I had done this, that I might have a few clients under my belt, but that sort of strategy wasn't sustainable. That once I had done it, then I had made maybe a couple hundred bucks, but then I was back to square one. So my thinking from the start was I really wanted to build something that was sustainable and quote unquote real, something that would make me a real business and not just someone that was selling to people I knew. So one of the first ways that I got started was getting started on this website called Upwork. You've probably heard of it. I'm sure a lot of people do by now. It's basically like a site where you can hire freelancers and contractors for um, mostly small time work. I know there's a lot of graphic designers on there, a lot of content writers. Um, and based on the things that I had read, a lot of people were bashing it as a way to get started and 
digital marketing or anyone that was trying to build a real business, that the people said that, oh, the client's there, they're going to undercharge for you, that they're rude and that Upwork's going to scam you. Um, but really, that wasn't my experience at all. I got started on the platform and my rationale was basically that this is kind of a website like Amazon, where it's a marketplace and the people that have the most trust, the most reviews, and ultimately the most legitimacy on their profile, those are the people that are going to get the best results. So I started bidding on all of these different jobs, severely underpricing myself. Like I was bidding like 10 to $20 for like jobs that were honestly like 500 to a thousand dollars when I knew that if I could get these first few jobs, I could get that good review in my profile and then I could leverage that into a ton of other different clients. And that actually ended up working. I got some of those super cheap jobs. I did a really great job on them. And then in turn, they gave me a great testimonial on my profile and a great review. Fire Nation, this is the process. I've had so many people come to me and they say, John, let us do X and Y and Z for you. It's only going to cost you $10,000. Like, we'll make it happen. And I'm like, listen, that's probably a valuable offer, but I'm having a lot of people offer me the same dollar amounts. And frankly, like you haven't proven yourself yet. On the flip side, I've Mm -hmm. had people that have come to me and said, John, let me just do this to you for free for a month, for three months, for six months. I had Mm -hmm. my CPA work for me for free for three years. Why? Because he saw that return on investment. Now he was coming on my podcast. He was getting massive amounts of clients just from being a guest on my monthly income reports that I was doing because he was putting in the work for me for free. He proved himself and he kept doing so and he made it happen. That's just one example of so many other scenarios where I've been able to just take people on and see what their work is and see how they've actually done things and said, okay, this person needs to become part of what I'm doing on a consistent basis. But Fire Mm -hmm. Nation, you can't just expect people are going to pay you from day one what you're really worth. So put in the work for free or for a really low dollar amount, like Lucas was saying, get those great reviews, get that great experience, learn, and believe me, your value will shoot through the roof sooner than later when you take that process. Now, you've actually been able to scale as well, Lucas, which is really impressive. You know, you didn't just stop at one client or even five. How Mm -hmm. did you scale in both a meaningful and intentional, but also in a way that you could handle? Got started on Upwork, just kind of getting these first good reviews. And honestly, for the first two or three months, that was pretty much all I was doing. I was only getting referrals from sites like Upwork and other job posting websites until I realized that I was basically at the whims of that platform, that if something bad was ever to happen, like if a client was ever unhappy with me and Upwork was to ban my profile, then my my income would literally be zero. And I never want to run a business. I never want to have anything that's basically operating completely on someone else's diamond accord. So my thinking was I need to kind of take this experience that I have on Upwork and translate it into something that's real. And keep in mind, after even like three or four months, I didn't even have a website. I literally just had an Upwork profile. So the way I got started as the next step was I literally put together a simple one-page website. I didn't have like a services page. I didn't have an about page. It was literally just a page that said, What I did, Facebook ads, it had a little bio on like my experience and then I had a button that was contact me, which literally just redirected you to Gmail um, and sent me an email. And I got started doing that. 
um, by literally taking the case studies that I had with Upwork clients and then cold emailing people that were in similar businesses. So at this time, I didn't niche myself down at all. I was literally just doing Facebook ads for anyone and anyone, anyone and everyone who needed the help. So I did um, one campaign for a realtor. I did one for a dentist. I did one for an e-commerce company. I would try and compile these into little reports. It was nothing fancy. It was literally just a one-page PDF that said, this was the client. We ran this campaign. And this was the result. We generated 20 new clients for them and they got like $10,000 in new revenue. I would then take that and find other companies and clients that were in that space and email them and just say, hey, um, my name's Lucas. I'm a Facebook ads freelancer. And I recently delivered this great result for a company that's super similar to yours. Would love to have the chance to talk to you. Um, if you're interested in getting similar results and just doing that literally nothing fancy It was probably like embarrassingly simple emails and simple case studies I was able to land very consistent clients on a weekly basis Just cold reaching out to people getting on the phone with them explaining what I was going to do and then hiring them in the process Fire Nation you are literally getting a step-by-step playbook on how you can do exactly what Lucas did in the Facebook ads world or in what is it your world that you're a professional in, that you're an expert in, that you're passionate about. Just take these steps that he's doing and apply it to your specific situation. You'll be building a good business the right way. And we have some cool things we're gonna be talking about, the three elements of creating and scaling a profitable Facebook ad campaign, two key mistakes that hampered Lucas's progress and could hamper yours as well, Fire Nation, and so much more when we get back from thanking our sponsor. Why does Men's Health call the Peloton bike the best cardio machine on the planet? In my mind, it's because of the fierce competition. I love it. Not only am I getting a great cardio workout, but I get to exercise my competitiveness at the same time. But there are several reasons Peloton is amazing. So let's break it down. The Peloton bike is compact. So no matter how small your home is, you can fit the Peloton virtually anywhere. Also, you and I both know that health and fitness goals are tough, but with Peloton, hard work is fun and forget having multiple subscriptions. With Peloton, all you need is one subscription to get unlimited classes for the entire family. Plus, you never have to worry about getting bored with your workouts. Peloton has a variety of themes, difficulty levels, and training programs, so you get to experience something new every time you sweat. And right now, Peloton has a limited time offer. Get $100 off accessories when you purchase the Peloton bike. Visit OnePeloton.com and use promo code FIRE to get started today. Today, that's onepeloton.com, promo code FIRE. I don't consider myself a techie person, but when it comes to idea generation, I'm on fire. So when asked, are you ready to build your first sales funnel? I immediately thought I'd have to hire a tech team to help. Then I found ClickFunnels, and with ClickFunnels, the sky is the limit. ClickFunnels is a software tool that helps you create sales funnels that convert your visitors into leads and then customers. ClickFunnels was created so entrepreneurs like me and you who aren't programmers and who don't know how to code can easily build great looking pages inside of a sales funnel to grow our business online. And the great thing about ClickFunnels is that it's not just your funnel building editor, it's also your shopping cart, your email autoresponder, your membership software, your affiliate management software, and so much more. Join over 90,000 entrepreneurs who are actively using ClickFunnels to easily get their products and their message out to the world. Visit eofire.com slash click to start your free 14-day trial today. That's eofire.com slash click. Lucas, we're back and 
I think there's still a lot of people, even though they're listening and they're hearing this step-by-step process, they're saying, but could I get started in Facebook ads? I mean, I don't really have a budget or I don't have any significant revenue right now. What would you say to them? Can anybody get started in this Facebook ad thing, no matter where they're at, revenue-wise, budget-wise? Absolutely. And a lot of the clients that I've worked with that have had some of the biggest successes we've had, they've started out with minuscule budgets, things like 5 to $10 a day. And even with clients that are major businesses that are generating significant revenue, we almost always follow that same procedure of starting campaigns small at just $10 a day, just because I follow the rationale that if something's not working and throwing more money at it isn't going to magically fix it, that there's no reason that you can't get started small and then scale it up from there. So if your fear is that you need like some massive marketing budget of like 10 of thousands of dollars to get started in Facebook ads that really, um, it's really unfounded that even big businesses that are generating millions of dollars a year, they're also getting started with just $10 a day. And on the topic of a lot of businesses that think like, oh, like we're going to put this money into Facebook ads and what are we going to get back from it? I think that also has to do a large part in the mindset from it, that a lot of people, they go into Facebook ads without a clear goal. They kind of think like, oh, it'd be nice for us to get more traffic to our website or get more likes on our fan page. All of those things are nice. But at the end of the day, if you're spending money on advertising, your number one goal should be getting a profitable ROI, that you want to know exactly, we're putting this many dollars into our ads and we're getting this many dollars back from it. And once you've found those profitable campaigns, once you've found the campaign that's getting you ideally $2 back for every $1 you put in, that's when you can start doing some seriously cool stuff. That's when you can start scaling up the budgets and really growing your business in a meaningful way. Okay, so now that we've broken down some barriers that you really can start small and you can find mm-hmm. your nation, let's talk mm-hmm. about some elements. Uh, you say mm-hmm. you have three key elements for both the creation and for the scaling of profitable Facebook ad campaigns. So these come down to the three campaigns that we set up on every client account we work with, regardless of their current business size, how much money they're making, what their advertising budget is, or what business model they're operating under. These three campaigns, they reign true for every sort of business. And the first one is perhaps the most important, just because it can be applied even if you don't even have your first customer or your first client. And that's the idea of a remarketing or a retargeting campaign, showing ads to people that have already interacted with you, your website, or your brand in some way, but then they ultimately haven't gone over the fence. They haven't given you money in some way. So an easy example of this is an e-commerce store. You can show ads to people that added an item to their cart, but then didn't end up purchasing the item. Those people obviously have a very high level of interest in the product or whatever you're offering if they added the item to their cart, but they kind of just need that little extra reminder, that little extra push to get them over um, the finish line. And like I said, that works for businesses that don't even have their first customer. Because if you have someone adding an item to their cart, you can target them with a Facebook ad. And, and they might have just only- gone distracted. They might be like, honey, take out the garbage. <laughs> exactly. And that's honestly something we see a lot, especially with um, social media advertising is people, they're on their phones, they're on Instagram, they're on Facebook while they're like on the commute to work or just when they're bored at work. Um, and they might like see something that interests them, but then ultimately they don't go through with it because they're busy. They have to go back to their day. But if you can target those people later in the day, back when they're on their laptops or on their computers, when they're more in a position to actually buy something, they have a much higher chance of targeting, um, of getting them to purchase rather than someone who's never heard about you or never interacted with you in any way. Fire Nation, those three key elements we're going to be talking about are so key for you to go step by step. We just talked about the remarketing campaign. These are people that have already interacted with you. What is number two? 
Number two is what I like to call loyalty. So this is targeting people that have already engaged in those revenue generating activities for your business. So going along with that e-commerce example, this would be advertising campaigns to people that already have purchased from you or have already liked or followed you on Instagram. These, again, are a super hot audience that even massive businesses, they're not utilizing. There's so many businesses that I see that are doing hundreds of thousands of dollars of revenue each month, but then they're only targeting ads to people that are brand new, that have never heard about them. They're completely underutilizing people that have already purchased from them. And these people have already shown that they love you. They love your products. They love the idea or story behind them so much that they're willing to pull out their credit card and actually buy it from you. And that if you have other products and services that are highly related to them, they would probably be willing to do it again. And I've kind of been going along with this idea of e-commerce um, for a while, but the, all of these strategies, they don't only apply to product-based businesses. We worked with an accounting firm for a long time um, using those retargeting and loyalty campaigns, and both of them were extremely successful. Just showing ads to people that had purchased bookkeeping or just basic introductory services and showing them ads to their upsell services, like ongoing monthly retainers. Those sorts of campaigns worked really well because they already had that relationship with those clients, and they just, again, they needed that extra hump, that extra reminder to remind them that they were still in business and that they had these other services that they could offer them. Number three. Number three would be the one that everyone starts with and the one that we recommend you go into last, which is new customer prospecting. Showing cold traffic campaigns to people that have never heard about you, never known about your business, never interacted with you in any way. And the reason that we start this last is because it is going to be the hardest one to crack and it's going to be the most risky. And it's a simple fact that Show, trying to get someone who's never heard about you and never interacted with you in any way to actually give you money, to actually buy a product or service from you is going to be so much harder than anyone that's already interacted with you. So if you start with those two retargeting and loyalty campaigns, if you can get those to work, then you can start moving into new customer prospecting. If you don't get those to work, if you can't get people who've already interacted with you to purchase from you, you're never going to be able to get someone who's never interacted with you to do it. So we always do this one last with any client that we're working with, regardless of their size, regardless of their business model. And it's something, again, that we start really slow. We start experimenting with all of these different audiences, trying really basic testing, trying different ads, different audiences um, at $10 a day and seeing what sticks. And once we found, hopefully, that's something that resonates, something that sticks and actually gets people to take action, that's when we actually start moving into scaling those ads. Retargeting campaign, Fire Nation, that's number one, people that have already interacted with you. Number two, the loyalty, people who are already engaged with your brand or business. And to me, this is a big one that I think a lot of people leave on the table. That's low-hanging fruit. And then number three, new customer prospecting. That's cold prospecting, Fire Nation. That's mm -hmm. after number one and number two. That's the process. So let's talk mm -hmm. about a couple mistakes because you've made some mistakes that have hampered your progress and that other people, specifically Fire Nation, my listeners, need to avoid. What mm -hmm. were those mistakes? Yeah. So when it comes to operating as any sort of quote unquote expert, anyone who's trying to sell advice to people or businesses in some way, I think the biggest mistake I ever made was using what I've come to learn as tech babble. And that's things that only people within your specific industry or niche know about, but clients, business owners might not. So when it comes to digital marketing and Facebook ads, I often made the mistake that I would get on the phone with clients and I would start telling them about all of the coolest Facebook ad hacks that I had recently read about. I would say like, oh, um, did you know you could do this really cool thing with lookalike audiences and we can use this campaign budget optimization thing and 
ultimately all of those things, they're just going in one ear of the client and out the other that no one, no real business owner really cares about these things. They only really care about the results that you're able to deliver with them. And this was a really, really massive shift that happened in my mindset. And I wish I had made it earlier just because I realized at the end of the day, I'm not selling Facebook ads, that there's a very small subset of business owners that know right now that Facebook ads, that's what I need to get on. Like I need to find someone to run my Facebook ads because that's what's going to change my business. But the big shift is that every business owner, no matter where they are, what's their size of their businesses, every business owner wants to grow. They want more traffic, more leads, more clients, more customers. And when you realize that, when you realize that you're selling a solution to that and not selling we do Facebook ads, that's when you're going to see, one, you're going to see a lot more clients coming to you. They're going to be able to understand your sales pitch a lot more, and you're going to be able to close a lot more clients at a significantly higher rate just because they're going to understand the language a lot more rather than being confused with all that tech babble, as I called it. Fire Nation, your clients care about results. You're not selling Facebook ads, you're selling growth, more traffic, more clients, more leads, more customers. Know what your clients or your ideal clients' biggest pain point is. What's their biggest pain point, their biggest obstacle, their biggest challenge, their biggest struggle, and then offer them the solution. Of course, you're gonna use Facebook ads to give them the solution, but what's the solution? More leads more clients, mm-hmm. more traffic, more customers. What's another mistake you made, Lucas? A big one that I think, again, a lot of experts, a lot of freelancers, consultants make is just underpricing and undervaluing their services. This kind of goes hand in hand with that last one um, and thinking that you're delivering kind of this niche service rather than a solution. And when you kind of, when you think of yourself as, oh, I'm just a Facebook ads guy or I'm just a copywriter or I'm just a designer, you start pricing yourself accordingly. You start looking at salaries and jobs of people that do that specific kind of work and you say like, oh, this is how I should be pricing myself. And you kind of set this artificial income ceiling on yourself when in reality, the way you should be pricing yourself is based on the size and magnitude of problems that you solve. And when it comes to marketing things like Facebook ads, SEO, copywriting, these are massive problems for businesses. These are problems that if you can dial in and fix for a very specific type of client, you can make them millions and millions of dollars if you do it correctly. And when you realize that, you're going to be able to command a much higher price point. And like I said earlier, um, I got started basically charging pennies that I was severely undervaluing myself, which is a great way to get started. But once you've kind of gotten that track record, once you've kind of gotten a little momentum in that space, it's really important to price yourself accordingly. When you price yourself cheaply, you're not going to get more people interested in you. It's going to scare a lot of people off just because real business owners, they don't care that they're pinching a couple pennies on a good contractor. They're going to care that if this guy's cheap, then he's going to be a headache down the road because he's going to need a lot of micromanaging. He's not going to do a good job and it's ultimately not going to be worth it. Um, and when you realize that you're going to know that real business owners, entrepreneurs that have sizable businesses that can pay you, they're happy to pay you more money. In fact, they might even be more willing to pay you more money knowing in the back of your head, having that security and having that confidence that you're going to do a good job for them. You're going to be looking out for them and you're going to be saving them that headache and time wasted down the down the road. Fire Nation, start charging pennies when you're absolutely brand new and just trying to get that track record in those reviews. And then as you're going up that ladder, start to value yourself correctly. And this actually reminds me of a story that Dean Graciosi uh, recently shared on Knowledge Business Blueprint is just picture this machine. 
It's this machine that was generating a million dollars an hour and it had workers and the workers were there and they were costing the company a lot of money. But of course, this machine is making a million dollars an hour. Then all of a sudden it breaks down. So the machine is now not generating a million dollars an hour. Those workers are just standing there. They're still costing the company money, but they're just standing there waiting for the machine to be fixed. So they bring in a specialist and the specialist walks over to the machine, looks around for about 30 seconds, takes out a hammer, hits the machine in just one space and boom, the machine starts going, cranking it out, making a million dollars an hour again. And they're like, okay, what's the bill? He's like, "Uh, that'll be $100,000. And they were just like, well, $100,000, you just hit that thing with the hammer. He's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, the hammer was a dollar, but my 30 years of experience of knowing where to hit that mm-hmm. was $999,999. So <laughs> think of that, Fire Nation. That guy couldn't have done that day one, but once he had built up the years of experience and the value that he was able to give and blah, 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 you get it. So that's the <laughs> process to go. That's the process to start. So you do have to get that track record, start charging pennies, then you value yourself correctly as you're moving up that chain and then mm-hmm. you're prepared to ignite. So Lucas, give us the one key takeaway you wanna make sure our listeners get from this audio masterclass. Give us a call to action, how we can find out more about you and all that jazz, and then we'll say goodbye. Definitely, so call to action. I think regardless of what sort of business you want to start or grow, whether you want to do an agency like me, or you already have a business that you want to use Facebook ads to start tacking on, start growing, I think the most important thing is it's kind of common sense now is just taking action as quickly as possible. The only reason I was able to grow my own agency so quickly is because I had that realization that this other agency wasn't doing as good a job and I realized I could do that. And literally within that exact same week, I had my first three clients. And I talk to a lot of people that say like, oh, I'm thinking about like starting the agency or oh, I'm thinking about doing this. And I say like, oh, like, like, what are you thinking? When are you thinking of starting that? And they're like, oh, maybe like next month or like maybe in a couple weeks. And all of those people, I'm sure you know, you come back a few months, a few weeks later, and they're in the exact same position. They're still thinking about it. They're still not sure what they want to do. And I think this is a, it's a really common problem. And I, I've I experienced it myself. And it's honestly something um, that not just entrepreneurs experience, but that fear that you have that thinking like, oh, I'm, I'm not going to know how to solve all these problems. I don't really know what I'm doing. That's completely normal. And when I was first getting started, I didn't even think of those. I was thinking like, I just need to get my first client and then I'll figure out everything else on the on the way. So that's kind of the mindset that I recommend you have. If you truly want to get results, you have to take action. You have to be prepared to start today, not next week, not next month, and just get started as quickly as possible. And to thank John for having me on the show and hopefully help you get started as fast as possible. I've put together um, a pretty sweet resource bundle of all of the things that we use for running wildly profitable Facebook ad campaigns for clients. Um, you can get it for free just going to our website at growthcave.com fire. Um, and entering your name and email address there, and we'll send that to you. For anyone, not just for agency owners, but for any business owner that wants to start learning about how to use Facebook ads more, that's just growthcave.com slash fire. Fire Nation, here's a junior in college who took action. He didn't say, you know, I'm going to wait till after college, and then maybe I'll figure something out, and then life gets in the way, and blah, blah, blah. He just took action. So take action now. And you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And you've been hanging out with Lucas Lee Tyson and John Lee Dumas. So keep up the heat, Fire Nation. 
And as always, you can head over to eofire.com, type in Lucas in the search bar for his show notes page to pop up with everything we talked about today. But Fire Nation, I hope you take action on this incredible offer and gift and call to action, which is growthcave.com slash fire. That resource bundle that Lucas has put together will kick your little booty into action. Growth cave.com slash fire. Lucas, thank you for sharing your truth with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we will catch you on the flip side. Thanks so much, Sean. Great to be here. Hey, Fire Nation. Today's value bomb content was brought to you by Lucas. And if you have your big idea, well, then you're ready to ignite. So if you don't have it, I have a completely free training that will get you to your big idea in less than an hour, Fire Nation. Visit your bigidea.io today and I'll catch you there or I'll catch you on the flip side. Ready to build your first sales funnel without having to hire an entire tech team to help? With ClickFunnels, you can. Visit eofire.com slash click to start your free 14-day trial today. That's eofire.com slash click. Get a great cardio workout at home with a Peloton bike. Right now, Peloton has a limited time offer. Get $100 off accessories when you purchase the Peloton bike. Visit OnePeloton.com and use promo code FIRE to get started today. That's OnePeloton.com, promo code FIRE. 